Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin, the show where I invite people into the Blog Cabin to chat about life. I'm Melissa, your host. Today I'm actually finishing the series about COVID weddings. I'm actually joined by one of my daughters, Maddie McKayla, actually played soccer with Davis during high school, Davis Falconer. She used to be Davis Houser, but she's a newlywed. She just got married this past September, a Labor Day weekend actually. And so we're chatting about how she had to postpone her wedding and change her date from April to September and what she had to go through. Um, I hope you really enjoyed this episode and listened from a bride's perspective about what's going on and the emotions that they're going through because for most brides, this is a day they've always dreamed of and it's very emotional. And I know planning a wedding for my daughter last August, not this year, but last year she celebrated her one year anniversary, um, was a struggle with her being across clear across country. But now, you know, I can't imagine planning it during a pandemic. So I hope you enjoy this episode and don't forget to check out the other episodes with um, Chelsea from The Gathering Code, who is a day of coordinator and also wedding coordinator and wedding planning. Um, she has some really great tips for brides. And then I have a upcoming bride, Mackenzie, who was getting married in November. She is on the episode right before this one. So make sure you check out both of those episodes. And you know what I need you to do right now? That's right. Start listening. Hi guys, welcome back to another edition of Chats from the Blog Cabin. Today I'm joined by one of my daughters. Well, you played soccer with both Michaela and Maddie, am I correct? I did. Former high school soccer teammate, Davis Falconer, and it's so weird to say Falconer now. Congratulations. (laughs) Davis just got married this past weekend and she agreed. I mean, I what messaged you on Monday or Tuesday and said, hey, do you want to come on to talk yeah. about your your whole experience of having to reschedule your wedding? And you were like immediately, sure, yeah, I would love to. <laughs> so Davis, welcome and congratulations and just introduce yourself a little bit more. Okay, well, my name's Davis. Um, my now husband, which is very weird to say, his name is Zachary. We got together senior year of high school have been together six and a half years. So it's been a long road. And when he proposed, now coming up on two years ago, it was only supposed to be about a year and a half engagement that turned into almost two years of engagement because of COVID. Um, So this past weekend, it was definitely like a finally, like we're here, we made it. Here's the cherry on top, like six and a half years in the making. Let's go start the rest of our lives. Now, September wasn't really originally your wedding day. You were supposed to be married back in April. So let's talk about yes. that the pandemic hit. So let's talk about what you went through. So we first started hearing about the pandemic, I would say February, end of February. Zachary had his bachelor party in New Orleans. So when he came back was the first time we started hearing about COVID, but we didn't really understand. I would like to think like most people, we just thought it was some sickness that was coming in. We didn't really know. It wasn't, I never thought like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have to postpone my wedding that I've been planning for a year and a half now until it was towards the end of March. 
we both have, you know, elderly grandparents, parents that are immune compromised, and ultimately, right after, at the end of March, we said it's it's not worth it. We want to take this time and celebrate what we're doing. Because to Zachary and I, everybody says, like, it's not the wedding, it's a marriage you're creating, which is so true. But because it's been so long, Zachary and I wanted a big blowout. We wanted family. We wanted friends. We wanted to say, hey, y'all, come on, let's celebrate what's about to happen. And so we ultimately made the decision to postpone everything. And it was hard. I ate frosted animal crackers and wine for dinner that night and cried for many hours because I was so ready to marry Zachary. I just, I was so ready to be a wife. And it took, I would like to say like after that night I was okay, but it was, it was probably a week before I was ready to even talk about it, to figure out a new date, to grasp the thought that in three weeks I wouldn't be a wife. But finally we got our butts in gear and said, all right, it's over, it's done, there's nothing we can do about it now. What's the next plan? So our venue was at Lane Tree, where Maddie got married. It was absolutely stunning. Zachary grew up on that golf course, worked on the golf course. We knew ultimately, no matter when an available date was, it was going to be a Lane Tree. Mm-hmm. So, which Zachary and I live in Texas, got married in North Carolina. So. My mother-in-law had to be a lot of buffer, so she was a lot of the communication. So she would go to Lane Tree and say, all right, what dates are available? And there was one in June, one July 4th, and then Labor Day weekend. We figured June was too close. Like, there's no way this pandemic's going anywhere. So, and then July 4th is one of mine and Zachary's favorite holidays. We didn't really want our anniversary to fall Mm -hmm. on a holiday like that. And again, it was just too close. So we went with Labor Day. I was like, you know what's kind of perfect? People won't have to take the Monday off. People have the Monday to kind of regroup. And then for our anniversaries, we typically now will have a three-day weekend to celebrate. So we decided to go on that. And so after we decided on a date, we reached out to our vendors. Of course, no vendors had that date available. So... (laughs) We had to start finding new vendors. I had actually won a giveaway for our photographer and she was already booked that day. So I told her to give my package to another COVID bride who is going through the same thing I did and found a new photographer, Sarah Lissa Photography, who blew it out of the park. I saw pictures yesterday and wow. Um, We found a new DJ. We went through Lane Tree and they found us one. And it was hard to like regroup and things we've taken a year and a half to plan. We now have five months, Um, but it all worked out. It was, it was going, we luckily I had chosen wedding colors that worked for both spring and fall, which yes, it was still 90 degrees, but it's technically a fall month. But my wedding colors were navy, light pink, and burgundy. And my girls' color, my girls' dresses were alternating pink and burgundy. So the burgundy kind of helped tie it down to where it wasn't full-blown spring. My wedding flowers were magnolias, which is a September, um, or which is a 
summer flower, but I didn't care. My mother's flowers were magnolias. I went magnolias. Nobody's going to say, oh, like, hey, your flower's out of date. Like, well, I'm a COVID bride, so I get to do what I want. Um, but ultimately, it kind of, we, I went through phases of, all right, let's get wedding done to back to sad. I was like, man, I, I really was expecting at this point to be a wife. And I'd shut down and go two weeks without saying the word wedding. And then I'd get my butt back in gear and be like, oh, I still have a whole list of things I've got to get done. Um, but it got done. Our wedding count was cut in half. But we totally understand there is both of our families live out of state. My family lives in Ohio and Georgia. His family lives in Pennsylvania. Um, so, of course, a lot of the family members we wanted there to celebrate weren't there, but we decided next summer we're just going to take two different weekends and head south and head north and do a big celebration once everybody is safe and there's a lot less risk of anybody getting sick. Now, you talked about your venue. How helpful was it? Because obviously, Lane Tree has a special place in my heart. I don't know if you know this, but this is the reason why Maddie got married there was actually it's where my husband and I actually met each other and yeah, I saw our whole one of your blog story, yeah what our whole story started at Lane Tree our whole family so it was just perfect that Maddie was there um, and got married there but you said they helped you find a DJ you know do most things do that don't think so I of course I've never really wedding planned before but the way everything was turning out Jeff at Lane Tree was on top of it all um I'd like to think that he's that way all the time. I've always heard positive things about waiting at Lane Tree, but especially trying to cram a year's worth of planning into five months. He was there for every phone call. Any question we had, we we're like, hey, like we need a new DJ. All right, well, I got it. I'm talking to Tommy King right now. Like he's available. He's got it. Any question we had, Jeff would apologize immediately if he didn't answer within an hour. I'm like, sir, like you've got a lot more going on than just my wedding like take your time it will get done and if it doesn't then okay um so any any question anything we had he was there for from finding us a dj to knowing the best stops to take pictures from to making sure the guys had the locker room to get ready in just anything and everything we needed lane tree was on top of and we have a comment, Zach says, okay. hey, I know her. <laughs> it's so oh, I didn't know if he was watching or husband. not. <laughs> yeah, he's watching. He's nice to have a supportive husband, right? Yes, it is. So did you ever think that you may have to reschedule again when they only went to phase two and a half? Yes, absolutely. Um, but we, there was at a point where like, what are we what are we gonna do if we have to do this again? And Zachary and I decided that one postponement our family would appreciate. Two, they'd understand if we just had the mini money where just Zachary and I get married and at our one year anniversary we'll do another celebration. Um, we we just couldn't postpone twice. We wanted to be married. So whether that was twenty people or a little bit more, it was gonna happen this round. So what precautions did the venue take? Because I know there's certain things that they have to have in place, a certain limit number and yes. stuff like that. So 
Um, luckily, w- the ceremony was outside, so that was super easy to social distance. You just set the chairs far apart. Um, and then their capacity was cut in half. Um, luckily, we didn't have to send out too many, I'm really sorry, you're uninvited, because that, that would have just been a little hard to do. Um, but majority of our guest list were family members who said, like, hey, if I travel in, I have to quarantine for two weeks, and I can't do that. So our guest list kind of cut in half by itself. And as much as it sucked to not have those family members there, it made it easier on us to not then have to remail out. I know you were invited, but pandemic, sorry. Yeah, kind of thing. That causes. I think a lot of hard feelings would probably be right. Yes, there is many people where it's. Of course, you have those who are like, no, don't worry about it. Like, I haven't seen you in a year. Like, that's fine. But there was definitely some that would have been very heartbreaking for me, heartbreaking for them, and awkward the next time we saw them. Um, but our family understood. A lot of them said, like, sorry to us. And we're like, no, please don't come. If you feel uncomfortable, do not come to celebrate us. We will come to you once COVID is kind of out of the way, and we will we will celebrate hard. Yeah, I know that um, I noticed that both you and Zach did on your Facebook page because I'm friends with both of you guys that you were like, I know this is not etiquette, but please yeah. give us your final CAD counts. I mean, obviously, anything about etiquette kind of goes out the window when the pandemic happens. That's kind of what we were hoping because, you know, we try, especially both, you know, my parents, his parents, it's been, hey, like, let's do this proper. Let's send out, I address all the RCPs, like everything. But when a pandemic happens, and I, I put it out there so everybody knew, I'm fully aware this is not proper etiquette, but I've get, gotten texts, yes, I'm coming, no, I'm not coming, and it's very, very hard to keep track of that. Mm-hmm. So we put the post that, like, look, I, I really understand. Please don't look down upon us. Please, if you were coming, text this number so we have a final list. Because it was very hard. Yes, I'm coming. No, I'm not coming. A couple of people would go back and forth. Well, I'm not sure. Like, guys, in a pandemic, we need a head count, not for food, not for anything else. We need a head count to know we are under the number we have to be at. Yeah, and that's got to be hard, you know, because people, like you said, will go back and forth. One minute they're coming, and the next minute, well, is it really worth it? And then you're back and forth, back and forth. So how did you deal with that stress? Because that's a different stress that a bride doesn't normally have to go through. Um, Wine. (laughs) You're honest. I love that. (laughs) Wine. It was, I tried to get the mentality of there's nothing I can do about it until the deadline where I can say, if you don't text this number, I will not have a seat for you. Um. And because there's so much going on that you can't control. And I was stressing out over the wrong things. And Zachary was a big help with that. Zachary is very level-headed and knows how to bring me down. And he'd say, like, look, like, so what? Like, what are we going to do about it? Until this date, we just don't know about them until the final headcount date. So what if they text us 14 times or twice? Um so it was, it's definitely stressful. Like, look, I don't know. People would say like, oh, is this person coming? Like, I don't know. Guys, I don't know. I don't know. I I have no idea, honestly, until the day of. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to be there. I don't know. <laughs> but so, it'll, it'll work out. 
So how hands-on were you as far as, because I know the struggle of planning a wedding from long distance because Maddie was in California when we planned hers and I was doing all the running around. And I know your now mother-in-law, Vicki, had to be doing most of the running around yeah. for you, but then adding a pandemic on top of that because a long distance wedding planning is stressful enough. And then it, add a pandemic. It is. Um, it was, she was very good about saying like, sending me pictures and like, you choose, I will be your gopher. You pick out what you want. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say like, well, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know. I've never planned a wedding before. I've only ever been to like two in my entire life. So I don't know what to do. I don't know what stands correct. I don't know proper procedure. I know what I want. Um, so she was very helpful with, hey, well, this is typically what's happening. But if you want it this way, that's totally fine. And as a COVID bride, I got a leeway of, oh, that's not typical, but it's what she wants. Everybody's like, well, okay. Like, what do she want? <laughs> of course, whatever Zachary wants. But anytime I'd ask Zachary, hey, like, do you want this or this? He'd blankly, like, look at me like, I don't care. Like, that's, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, that was one of the reasons why we hired a day of coordinator for Maddie's wedding was because we thought Lex would be so picky about stuff. And he's like, I could care less. I yeah. mean, yeah, they're like, I could care less. And they're like, okay, I should have hired her to do the whole wedding then. And I had not have yeah. to worry about it. That would have been awesome. There was a lot of like, Zachary, I need you to give me an opinion. Like, I, I need you to just say something at this point. Um, but it goes back and forth of like, it was super stressful between April and September to not because we were ready. We were ready in April. We didn't postpone till I want to say it was like March 25th. It was the end of March. So we were totally ready. So a lot of the stuff we just put on the back burner for five months other than like vendors and the light last, last minute things, uh, decorations were already picked, which, that had to be kind of tossed up because we went from 22 tables to nine. Mm. So, you know, a lot of the decorations could be scooted around. Like, well, what do we want here? Now we have two tubs of decorations that never got used because, again, we went in half, if not less. But it's it, it was a road. It's definitely something to look back on, like, when we have kids and be like, so... 2020 that is our day we year we got married but uh want to hear some fun stories so when you were looking at replanning your wedding basically you had to replan the whole thing just about yeah what were some of your non-negotiables that you had to have regardless of what the pandemic was gonna how it's gonna affect what were some of the things that you're just like these cannot go these have to be part of the ceremony or part of the wedding not too much that wasn't easy. Like I magnolias weren't negotiable for me. I had to have my magnolias. Um, I walked down the, to the aisle to the song Edelweiss from the Sound of Music. That was like, that's not going anywhere for me. But pretty much other than that, my wedding colors, I still loved. And like I said, they worked for both April and September because all the girls already had their dresses. Mm -hmm. we, we were ready to rock and roll in April. Um, so all that kind of stayed to make it easier. And I just love them. Um, 
but not too much that wasn't like, well, this isn't changing regardless, because everything, I was like, ah, I don't know, I don't care, <laughs> I like this, if somebody else has an opinion, cool, um, the pergol or the arch thing, whatever that's called, I can't think of it, the um, arbor, that's, yeah. yes, that stayed the same, our centerpieces stayed the same, other than we had scattered mason jars with roses, and then, like, tall jars with magnolias in it. We just used the magnolias since we had enough at that point. Um, we used pink uh, napkins, all of that stayed the same. Again, I would ask Zachary, hey, like, what do you think of this? And he's like, I couldn't tell you if we had napkins, so I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't care, Davis. And I was like, okay, well, cool. Now, I did recognize some in your pictures, the lanterns. Yes, yes. I actually texted Courtney. I was like, I want the lanterns that were at Maddie's wedding. And she brought them Friday of, because I saw them at yours. And as uh -huh. soon as I saw Maddie's pictures, I was like, well, done, sold. That's what I want. And we actually referred back to Maddie's pictures a lot for how everything was set up and the wedding there and all that kind of stuff. This is the first picture I had seen of the new ceremony set up at Lane Tree. Um, so we we referred back to those a lot. Yeah, so we have to give a shout out to Courtney Sharakis, who is oh, like yeah. the end all be all, the the Mac Daddy oh, yes. greatest of all time. I mean, she's always there to give everybody a helping hand no matter what. I mean, uh, she funny. set up my dessert tables and from Coco's, there's always these dishes I loved. Um, and so for even back in April, I messaged her, which we talk all the time, but I messaged her and was like, hey, would you want to do the dessert table? And of course, she knocked it out of the park way more than I could have ever imagined of her eye of dishes and height. And she knows me and because she, she was like, well, do you want like the rustic or do you want this or that? And uh, I really like like the flea market kind of look where it's a pick and find like you find this at goodwill you find this here and she took that and put a davis spin on it and it was beautiful it was like southern chic but like mixed in because i'm pretty southern like i like the country but i really like the southern flair on things and she took that and ran with it I love the fact that you said Southern chic because every time I think of you, I think Southern, I think monograms. So have you got new monograms yet? Oh yeah, that started. I decided to get new monogram stuff after April. And I was like, I, I want something. I need something. So I monogrammed my KitchenAid. I monogrammed, I have a, like a couple stickers. I monogrammed my iPad with my new monogram. And I was like, I need, I need it a little. I need something with the F on it. So let's talk about your love story because you guys have been together almost similar to Maddie and Lex. You met in high school, all met yeah. at the School of Engineering. And you guys were together, like you said, six and a half years. And I think Maddie and Lex were around that time when they got married. Yeah. Too. So let's talk about when you guys first met and stuff like that, your love story. Oh, so we met first day of the what was it called bridge camp that's what it was since we were all coming from different middle schools they decided to hold a bridge camp so we could all meet each other before the first day of school 
I met him there instantly were friends um, and remained friends slash flirting slash going back to friends. He would date somebody. So then I'd go date somebody and then he'd break up. So then we'd break up and it, it was games for about the first three years of high school. And then finally senior year, we said like, I'm done. That's enough. Um, one of our mutual friends, Casey Herring, he was, I've been friends with Casey since sixth grade. They, Zachary and him quickly became friends. In high school was messaging me like, oh, you know that boy, Zach. And I was like, yeah, I really like him, but I don't think there's any future there. Well, little did we know at the time, Casey was also texting Zachary like, oh, you know Davis. And Zachary's like, yeah, but I don't think she'd ever give me the time of day. So Casey's playing matchmaker over here. And finally, second semester, senior year, we all kind of like put it together. He was dating my best friend. Well, she wasn't my best friend at the time. I actually did not like her. Only because of the fact she was dating Zachary, but she knows that. She's aware that I wrote their breakup text. It's all been put out there. She's now my best friend. <laughs> um, and got together and haven't... We've been together ever since. We did four years of long distance. To us, it felt like long distance. It was only four hours. But when you're together that young, that feels long distance. Mm -hmm. And I'd see him once every... Five weeks-ish, I'd go to Charlotte or he'd come home for a weekend and did that for all four years. He was at Charlotte and it was very hard. It quickly, because we spent, you know, second half of the semester of senior year together, all of summer inseparable. Then August, he packed up and went away and I had to readjust our dynamic of seeing him every day to seeing him three days every five weeks. Mm -hmm. Um so in the beginning, it was very, very hard. We quickly had to learn what trust and communication was. And just because he's not texting me doesn't mean he's at some party with another girl. Like, he's just in college trying to figure it all out. Mm -hmm. There was definitely hard times. But overall, I don't look back and think, oh, that was so hard. Like, nobody should ever do that. It took us the first year. And after his freshman year, we found our balance. We found what worked for us. And then after he graduated, he graduated in May, spent the summer there, and I moved in with him to Charlotte that August after he graduated. And that was a whole new experience for us after going four years apart to now living together. Mm -hmm. So we have to relearn a new dynamic at this point. And it really wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. It kind of just felt right at that point. It was new to me to see like, oh, you that laundry hampers right there and your pants are right there. Like they're a foot apart there. But other than little things like that, it was very quickly, we learned a new routine, felt right. And then about it, I moved in August and he proposed in November. I had no idea. No idea. I knew we would be moving out of Charlotte, but I didn't know where. And I wanted to be engaged before I decided to pack up and move to a different state. So I knew it was going to happen in the next six months or so. Um, but we came home for Thanksgiving and 
the little twins that I babysat for two years while I was in Goldsboro were having a photo shoot. They were about to move to Albuquerque. So they wanted to have a family photo shoot. And the mom, Stephanie was like, Hey, come take photos with us. I was like, okay, absolutely. Like I love the twins. I want pictures with them. And Harry, the little boy, one of the twin boys, used to always, like, write me notes. He would leave notes in my stuff. When I was moving, they hid notes in my purse. So when he was handing me a note while we are taking pictures, didn't think a thing of it. Thought it was just a note from Harry. And I opened it up, and it says, Davis Marie, you've been my Emmy Lou Hayes for five years. It's about time you become Davis Marie Falconer. And that's, he asked me to be his girlfriend five years prior by asking me to check yes or no from the country song um, to be his Emmy Lou Hayes. Mm-hmm. So it kind of came full circle and it nobody had been there. Like I had no idea. So I'm reading and I'm looking around. Next thing I know, music's playing. Zachary's walking across the field and he gets down on one knee and says davis marie will you marry me and i'm losing it stephanie's losing it miss vicky is losing it ashley's crying everybody's crying around <laughs> us and it, it was perfect because i never suspected anything because exactly had said hey like i booked a photo shoot for us i'm like that's that's weird so for them to use stephanie was a very good way and a very special i don't handle like being the center of attention a lot very well so if I had been in a crowd I would have been super nervous but to then be surrounded by Stephanie and the twins and Miss Vicky and them it was perfect um so he proposed we took a couple extra pictures Zachary Tiger Woods was playing so Zachary looked at me and said like I love you but Tiger's playing (laughs) he bounced and so then, of course, like, I'm FaceTiming everybody I know, like, my, Haley, Brianna, like, all of the girls. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I can't speak at this point. I'm just showing a ring. And they're like, oh, my God. It happened. Um, it was it was definitely special. And uh, we got, after that, you know, we spent the holidays and a couple months after in Charlotte being engaged. Not really wedding planning, just kind of hey, let's look at a venue, that kind of stuff. But we knew beginning of 2019, we were moving to Texas. So we were kind of getting our stuff and gear to move halfway across the country. (coughs) And so wedding planning kind of went on hold just a little. Like we'd speak about it, but nothing like definitive until after we moved to Texas and got settled I got my job, he got settled in his job, and then wedding gear went into full force after that. Yeah, I honestly, I your and Zach's love story is similar to Maddie and Lex's love story, except that Lex kind of, this is the one thing that really made me mad, is Lex <laughs> Maddie's dad for her hand and said, can I ask her to marry, and told him not to tell anybody. So okay. I didn't even know. And so Maddie's texting in a group text. And I was like, Maddie, I wish if anything, you had just called me and told me separately. Yeah. Kind of mad at her for that. But in a group text with Michaela, Gracie and myself, she sent out this, there are two little cats and it says, our parents are getting meowied. 
because oh that was gosh, that's so cute things. And but yeah, they moved across country right after they got engaged. I mean, clear across country. They're right clear now across the country. Yeah, they're right now battling with the California fires. But oh. you know, they moved clear across the country. Wedding planning. I basically had to take hold of it and say, okay, yeah. what date? When are you going to do this? <clears throat> Yeah. They wanted a lot of them wanted to pay for a, a lot of their stuff themselves, but they were like, no, you know, I'm like, why, why do something different when we have Lane Tree? Lane Tree is famous. right. I mean, we're very lucky and very fortunate that the it's guy perfect. who the, the guy who owns Lane Tree is like family and he looks yeah. at the girls like granddaughters. So we were very That's fortunate awesome. on that. But so you're planning your wedding, you're in another state, pandemic hits. Yes. So did you have to do anything being in Texas and North Carolina? Did you have to quarantine when you came here for 14 days or do you have to quarantine when you come back? Um, I had to take a COVID test. I took that Tuesday, should get my results today, tomorrow. It says two to three days. Um, so as long as that comes back negative, no quarantining. I just couldn't go back to work until I had a negative result which I came home, uh, my best friend's mom passed away in July. So I came home to be with her for a couple of days and I had to do the same thing. Cause I, my boss said like, you can quarantine for 14 days or you can just take a test and come back when that's negative. And I was like, I'll just take the test. That took four days to get back. And I went right back to work after that, which I work, he's now 16 months old. So I get it. I would never want to even risk it um, going in and working with him. Both the parents work from home, so he hasn't really been exposed to anything. So we, uh, Zachary went right back to work Tuesday because we came home Sunday. Um, but I kind of, we took Monday and didn't unpack. We had slept maybe 15 hours in the last four days. So we slept until like nine, got up, postmated breakfast to us and then fell back asleep till noon and so tuesday i got up i took my covid test which luckily it's right next door i work or we live next door to cvs it's drive through super easy um then unpacked everything and then started decorating for fall so i don't mind having these couple days to wait for the test to come in but we have taken all the precautions of masks Whenever masking, you know, washing hands as soon as everything. We don't go out here in Texas very often. We may go to a restaurant here and there, but nothing's open, so we haven't done anything. So that's the. I actually have two questions. Um, one, your honeymoon, because obviously that had to be put on hold. Yes, it did. So, what were the plans? Or did did he not tell you? Or we had tentative plans but once covid started coming we put it on hold and said like let's let's wait because we don't want to go on a honeymoon wearing masks and we're you know all of the stuff we can't go do so we i just completely put that on hold we're not even doing like a mini moon or anything we're just going to, we're thinking next July, do like a tropical all-inclusive. Again, we don't want to put anything down because back in February, we thought like, whoa, by September, it's so going to be gone. Um, so we're kind of just 
playing it by ear at this point. We definitely want to do something, but we're also open to just doing a very nice one-year anniversary trip, calling it our honeymoon as well. Yeah, that, but then again, you don't know if by that time it's going to be gone. Right. Yeah, we we have no idea. Like, I don't know, it's kind of been our phrase for the past five months. Like, I don't know, we'll figure it out. It'll get done. But again, we don't want to pay large honeymoon and not have the fun of the honeymoon and going out, getting to see things. The masks don't bother me, but again, I, you know, if I'm hanging out on the beach, I don't really want to have a mask on. Mask yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. We then, can wait. <laughs> honestly, I think if you're at the beach, I don't think you need to wear, at least in North Carolina, I don't know about if you go to Texas or anyplace else. Yeah, the Texas and North Carolina mask mandates are vastly different so that coming to north carolina and you look around and people don't even have a mask with them like that doesn't fly in san antonio you can't get in somewhere without a mask if you're at a restaurant and have to run to the bathroom you'll get stopped if you're not wearing a mask like it's very very strict here and when i was like home like i'd run into the flower shop and i'm like oh i forgot my mask People are like, no, it's fine. Like, just run in. Like, you won't need one. Like, really? You're like, wow. <laughs> yeah, we've been carrying masks everywhere since March to April. They've been mandatory mandatory here. So yeah, we're very used to masks at this point. Yeah, in California, it's the same way. As a matter of fact, I got Maddie. Maddie's turning 25, cannot believe that, on wow. next Wednesday. And I actually got her a mask to send to her for her birthday. That's I mean, awesome. <laughs> How else would you celebrate turning 25? COVID mask, there you go. Yes, yes. It's It's been a wild ride. But at first, I was like, oh, I'm just going to use like these disposable. I don't need to go spend the money on a nice mask because they won't be around for that long. And then like the more I realized they're not going anywhere until at least 2021, I was like, oh, let's get a pink one. Let's get a yellow one. <laughs> Might as well. Do you have monogram ones yet? Not yet. That's on, that's on the docket. Yeah, I'm about to say, because you're known for your monograms. Yes, yes, that even, is definitely next. Even back in high school, you were known for your monograms. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. So when you guys came from Texas to North Carolina, did you fly or did you drive? We flew. Okay. We flew. What was it like on planes? Um, We've flown, I've flown twice now since the pandemic, and it's no, I'd like to say no different. It's a you have to wear a mask at all times unless you're eating. So on long flights, that sucks just because I get super motion sick and the mask just amplifies it. You're breathing in your own air. And so I would cheat a little and pull it out if I felt like I was about to get sick and get some air. But there's nobody, the middle seats are open. So when I flew in July, I had an entire row to myself and they tried to, there's enough like put even like rows in front of you and behind you empty so i felt safe like pulling it off like because it it was rocky it was i felt like i was going to get sick um and then of course through like security they have the dots on the ground of like hey like stand here but other than that i think i'm so used to seeing people in masks now that it doesn't even phase me to like look around and see it just kind of because i like getting duncan or starbucks in an airport and you can't, well, I guess you can now, but you're trying to, like, stick it under your mask, and it's not worth mm -hmm. it. 
So other than that, it's been pretty much fine. Um, you definitely, I immediately would shower when I come back because that's the most people I've been around and forever. So you feel a little like you need to shower. But other than mask at all times, unless you're eating or drinking, which I would take my time with the snack they give us. I eat like one chip at a time and sit there and eat it and mask all the time. It's not too different. What airline did you fly? Uh, Southwest. Okay, because I know American, when Maddie flew in in May, I mean, Maddie McKayla flew out in May because McKayla was going for an internship. The flight was booked. I mean, there was not a middle, oh, the wow. middle seat was not empty. I mean, I remember Maddie, when McKayla picked her up from the airport and Maddie came in the house, she's like, don't touch me, don't touch me. I got to shed these clothes. And she's yeah. like, immediately throwing them in the washing machine and everything. And she's like, let me wash my hands. Let me do everything I need to do before, you know, because she was so scared that she was going to get somebody yeah. sick. And so, immediately when I came home in July, I landed like a Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. And I was going to go see my parents that night. And my dad's immunocompromised. So I immediately like came home, washed everything that I had on me from socks, everything I threw into the wash, washed my hair. I only washed my hair once every 11 to 12 days. And I was like, I don't even care. Like, let me wash my hair. I felt gross. Yeah. Um, so I immediately, you do, but we strictly fly Southwest just because we like Southwest and you get free two check bags. So that helps when you're a girl and overpack. But uh, <laughs> you, until I want to say they said November, they won't sell middle seats. They'll book it out. They'll say the book, it, the flight is booked if the window and aisle seats have been sold out. Now, is there one thing looking back that you wish you could have changed about the way you did your wedding? Or were you happy with what how the wedding turned out? I don't think there's anything I would have changed. Um, we didn't do a videographer, and I was fine with that until I realized I missed all of the ceremony. Mm -hmm. And I do wish I had been able to see, you know, the mothers be walked out, my girls with the guys walk out. Um, I completely blacked out at the ceremony. I did not hear my own music, like had no idea as soon as I stepped off the golf cart until I held that crazy hand, couldn't tell you a single thing that happened. Um, so I definitely wish I had, even if not even a videographer, somebody to record that for me, uh, would have been nice. Cause looking like I should have said like, oh yeah, like I don't get to see any of this cause I come last. Um, so I do wish I had seen that just to see the girls alternating dresses. The guys look so handsome. Like I would have loved to see that, but the day was perfect. I loved it. My dress was perfect. The guys were perfect. The girls' dresses were perfect. The music was fun. Zachary and I are very fun, upbeat. We're not super overly like mushy. Uh -huh. So we, we did very much. We did stand by me as, the processional and for the recessional we did sign sealed delivered and then my song was edelweiss which i've been obsessed with the sound of music since i don't i don't know when since a, my earliest memory the sound of music has been my movie so we had one of zachary's fraternity brothers we've gotten close with actually live played edelweiss for me oh wow um, it was i would think a dream i i'm not i don't remember 
hearing it. I don't remember anything until Zachary and I were reciting our vows and I messed that up. He was like, repeat after me. And I got two lines and he got to the third one. Sorry, I don't know what you just said. Like, I, I looked at him <laughs> and I said, what? And he repeated the line for me and I got it back out. But it was a lot more nerve wracking than I expected it to be. I was like, no, this is great. We've been looking forward to this. And Zachary and I did do a first look and I hadn't been nervous all day long until they said, he's ready for you. And I had to go walk out that door and the butterflies hit. I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm about to go see him. This dress I've kept secret for two years at this point, he's about to see. And I am awful with secrets. If I buy him a Christmas present, he knows it. If I buy him a present, even if it's Amazon Prime, he knows what it is before it gets here. So keeping my dress a secret was very hard Especially because, like, oh, I'd show people. He'd be sitting next to me, and I'd, like, turn my phone to show somebody else. And they're like, oh, my gosh, it's so beautiful. And I wanted to know what he thought. But the first look was definitely something I recommend to a lot of people. Because uh, we're very traditional people. For, so for us to do a first look, which is getting more traditional but isn't the norm, um, was a little something, like, we went back and forth on. But... That moment with just him and I and the photographer was very special. That way he doesn't have a crowd of people looking at him to see how he's reacting to me. I blacked out, so I would have had no idea how he reacted to me. So to have that few moments together was very, very special. We wrote each other letters, and he like stood in front of me, and I stood behind him. And a photographer switched our notes. And so I read what he wrote me, and he read what I wrote him. And then, like, I tapped on his shoulder and he turned around, and it was probably the my most favorite moment of the night. That's just that a moment happened. that was just for you and him and mm -hmm. nobody else, which is, yeah. which is amazing. I would say I wish Maddie and Lex had that, but actually, Lex was with us up until the point that Maddie started getting ready because, you know, they were always there together anyway. Yeah. So he his first look of her actually in her gown all made up because, obviously, she got her gown in California, so he started seeing her. Uh, He's already taking pictures of her in it, so it was like, it wasn't a big yeah. surprise. But to see all made up was just, you know. It's no, different. Like, yeah, it's totally different. Davis, I wanna thank you so much for coming on and chatting about your experiences, because I know there are a lot of brides out there that are going through this thing right now. What would you, what advice would you give to them now that you've gone through it and you're successfully married now? Um, it'll be all right. There's a lot of stuff I was like, oh my gosh, like what if this isn't, these little tea lights sit here versus here. Oh, I don't have this side. It doesn't matter. It just does not matter. The people, I would say music's important, but the people and the music make it, not the decorations, not anything besides your company and the vibe you set up for the day. That's all that matters. So don't stress over the little stuff. It just does not matter. You won't remember. You will not remember any of the little details that you think are so important. Well, I want to thank you so much. And once again, congratulations. Thank you. And congratulations to Zach, too. I don't know if he's still watching because I already said he already um, <laughs> posted. Hey, I know that girl. I know her, of course. Um, and I, I hope you guys have many, many blessings in years to come. And going through COVID right now, getting married, it's just going to make you stronger as a couple. 
It is. It definitely has brought us closer together. So thank you again for joining us today. Thank you. All right, guys. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye. Wow, I really enjoyed talking to Davis. She's one of the people that, you know, her and her sister both played soccer with my girls, my two older girls. So she kind of became like one of my own. And to hear how she's been so resilient during this time, during COVID, to planning her wedding and not letting her get her down, you know. Yeah, she had her moments, but still, what an amazing story. And I love how Zach proposed to her with, will you be my Amy Lou Hayes? That is just so sweet. It's a George Strait song, check yes or no. So it's awesome. So I hope you really enjoyed listening to A Bride's Perspective on COVID weddings. This will this will close out the series on weddings during COVID. Um, I plan on doing a lot more interesting things. I have a few things in the work, so I can't wait to show you and, and for you guys to listen and hear about those. So, you know, I really, really appreciate all the support that you've had. And remember, I've turned these chats into from the blog cabin into not only this podcast, but they first appear on Facebook as lives. So the day of, they're immediately on Facebook. And then I take them and I put them on YouTube a couple of um, weeks afterwards. So if you miss any of the lives, you can always check out the podcast here. And you can always go on YouTube, Chats from the Blog Cabin, and check those out. Especially if you want to see the face behind the voice, because sometimes they don't quite equate with each other. Thank you for being part of the Chats from the Blog Cabin podcast and family. Please subscribe to the show and leave a rating, because that helps me and helps my show get up higher. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Be blessed. And remember, keep chatting. Hey, y'all. If you know me in real life, you know that what you see is what you get. I'm pretty authentic. But you'll also hear me say how much I love supporting worthwhile causes and people. I feel like support, that's basically where you put your money, is the most powerful tool that the internet has to offer. And it gives you a voice to your dollars. The cool folks at Anchor have made a way for you to support your favorite podcasts, such as Chats from the Blog Cabin. If you're in the U.S., you can visit my podcast profile on desktop or mobile browser to give a little monetary support each month. Whatever you can afford, basically. If you do want to donate, it will be greatly appreciated. So go to my page, Chats from the Blog Cabin. You can find my page at anchor.fm backslash chats from the blog cabin. I'll do my best to pay it forward through content and giving back.